Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. My name is Mari Tate. I'm your host, and you're listening to The Mari Cloud. So let's jump right in. (laughs) Okay, so let's get right into it. All right, so A Jasmine Blues, um, it was directed, it was written, it was produced by Tyler Perry. Um, it's starring some key, um, wonderful um, actors. Uh, Joshua Boone stars as Bayou. Um, Amira Van stars as Hadame. Soleil Pfeiffer as Leanne. Austin Scott as Willie Earl. Ryan Eggholt as Ira. Brent Antonello as John. Uh, Brad Benedict as Sheriff Jackson, Molana Jamai Jackson as Sitsi, Lana Young as Ethel, E. Roger Mitchell as Buster, Cairo Marcel as Jonathan, and Corey Chapin as Leroy. So this story, just to give the rundown, it's a tale of forbidden love and family drama that unravels 40 years of secrets and lies in the Deep South. Two teens, Bayou and Leanne, fall in love but are separated due to due to the disapproval of Leanne's family. Years later, they meet again, but find that their circumstances have changed. Leanne married to a sheriff's brother and passing as white, and Bayou helping his mother run a successful juke joint. When Leanne's mother catches them together, um, she lies to the sheriff, claiming that Bayou had whistled at Leanne to escape the mob coming to lynch him. Bayou is whisked off with his brother, Willie Earl, and brother's manager, Ira, to Chicago, where he begins an unexpected hit at the Capitol Royale Club. Um, Despite his success, he is unable to forget Leanne, and when he hears she's given birth to a baby, he plans a one-night return to his mother's juke joint to rescue her. Under the guise of returning to help revive his mother's juke joint, uh, Bayou makes his way to Georgia, Willie Earl, jealous of his brother's success, tips off the sheriff that Bayou is back in town. Um, No sooner has Bayou reunited with Leanne and their baby uh, than a mob shows up and they find that uh, Bayou is lynched. Um, And then we fast forward, well, at the start of the movie, it's uh, 1987 and Bayou's now elderly mother, Hattie Mae, She goes to seek justice after 40 years, handling Bayou's extensive letters to his um, unwitting son. Uh, Reading them through, he realizes that his mother, Leanne, has been keeping his lineage a secret for all of these years. He is left to reckon with the truth of his birth. So, this story, um, I saw a couple interviews or read about a couple interviews where um, Tyler Perry was saying that it took him 27 years in the making for this film. And um, which is very weird to me because just the quality of it is just like, really, you could have worked better on the script just a little bit Um, only because, well, let me start with the positives. Okay. Um, I, I love Tyler Perry. I, uh, my parents, uh, well, I grew up, you know, watching his plays and being very familiar with the Medea films. Uh, my parents were a big fan of his films and, um, 
I just remember as a kid, just like going to the theater to watch a Medea movie, like Medea goes to jail or, um, uh, what was it? A family that prays, just like a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, films that Tyler Perry does. And I t- completely admire this man. Um, I think he is a, uh, wonderful talent, wonderful writer, wonderful director, um, but at the same time, I do feel like uh, he does have flaws, just like everybody. Um, but I, I just wanted to start off by saying I really do appreciate Tyler Perry. I know he built like his own stu- studio in Atlanta. Like he's just he is a powerhouse. And I just admire this man's um, I admire his uh, ambition and the things that he has accomplished. Uh, I think it's very inspiring. Um, but back to the film. So this premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival last month, and um, then it was released on Netflix, like the 23rd of uh, Netflix of September. And um, so I first want to start off by saying, like, I really love this type of subject matter. It's very interesting. Uh, A while back in one of my podcasts, I reviewed The Passing, and that was based off of a novel. And I really feel like this subject matter when we're talking about passing as white or um, interracial relationships, times back in the 1920s, America, um, during this time of like Jim Crow. And I feel like the subject matter is very heavy. Um, living in the South, um you know, all the things that uh, Black Americans specifically had to go through in 1920s America, I find it very interesting, a very hard time to portray, but also very beautiful as well to see that type of imagery uh, displayed on screen. And um, I just really heavily appreciate the subject matter. I find it very interesting. I love things like Alec ha- Alex Haley's um uh, the uh, Queen, played by Halle Berry, and Ragtime, and um, I also loved that movie uh, with Journey Smollett, and I think Angela Bassett, was it Ruby's Bucket of Blood? So I really love these type of settings, right, at the juke joint, everything. Um, for this film, it was, it was very, like, uh, um, very, I don't want to say all over the place, but it was a very busy plot line because on one end you're seeing Bayou have his singing career um, at the Royal, uh, at the Royale, Capital Royale Club, sorry, um, following him and his brother. So him and his family are very much into the dynamic of music. And so... The way this story starts off, I really don't like that it is in the perspective, I guess, because the son is reading the letters, the politician or whatever, the son is reading the letters from his father's point of view. So he finds out later on, like, oh, my dad was a black guy. And the story kind of told from Bayou's perspective is kind of like off to me. Like if it was only because I feel like Leanne has a more interesting story, not to say that Bayou's is, um, you know, less enticing, but Leanne's story is very interesting because there's a lot of dynamics to it. Like a black woman passing as white and then she marries a white man. She goes through all of the, all of this abuse 
familial abuse and then by you kind of in the same going through this abuse but not as harsh as I want to say as Leanne because we later find out that Leanne is raped by her grandfather which was a very grotesque scene to me I feel like they could have put that out um But yeah, even of all of the hardship that Leanne goes through, I still found myself thinking that she was very selfish. But if I were to take myself out and we were to flip the story on its head and tell the story from Leanne's point of view, I don't think that as an audience, we would kind of cast her as selfish because, you know, there's a lot of things that Leanne did in this movie that you would be like, she's literally putting Bayou's life on the line. Like, it just seemed like she was a really selfish character. And it's hard for, as an audience member, to connect with her because I feel like she doesn't find the significance in Bayou getting, um, I didn't find that fear, like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared for Bayou. Like, it just kind of seemed like she just, she just, just didn't, she was just very selfish. Very, very selfish. Um, This plot is a very busy plot. There's a lot of things that happen. One, Bayou has his singing career in Chicago. Leanne moves to Boston and she goes back to Georgia. And she, her, the white man that she marries um, inherits this house, has a um, brother-in-law that is a racist sheriff. Um, There's a lot of dynamics at play here. Um, A lot of things that happen. One of the criticism, another criticism I have is uh, the fact that the dialogue to me was kind of basic um, in a sense where the letters were just very, seem like repetitive. They're not very, um, not very expressive enough to me. Um, Let me see. I'm just going back to the plot. For starters... Um, both of the teens, like these two characters, Bayou and Leanne, I know that they're played by, um, people in their like early thirties, but they tried to portray it off as when the film first starts, like they're 16 and 17 and in no way, shape or form to me, do these actors look like they are 16 and 17. They do not look like that at all. Um, that, that one, it kind of suspends my disbelief. I just, I was like, what? No way. No way I could ever like portray them as like, whatever. Um, and then kind of, I didn't understand. It wasn't very clear about how Bayou, why his father didn't, uh, like him. It wasn't very clear if that wasn't maybe his biological father, but the brother and the father seemed to really hate Bayou. Um, okay, let's see. But yeah, I really feel like if this story was told from Leanne's uh, point of view, it'd be a very, it'd be a much more interesting story because there's a lot of things that you can play with surrounding her perspective. Like you can get into why her parents abandoned her and why her mother just automatically showed up one day and was like, yeah, I know I wasn't taking care of you, but I am going to... Um, I'm going to marry you off to a white guy because I know that you can pass for white. Like, first of all, mother, where did you come from? Because Leanne was living with her grandfather and who was also raping her. And it was just weird how her mother just showed up one day and was just like, okay, I'm taking you. 
whisking you away to Boston, whatever. And um, there's a scene where her mother takes her away. This is the first time of us as audience seeing her. So I'm like, okay, this woman, this random woman is just her mom. Okay, she's taking her away. And Bayou is you know, upset that their love is going to end. And first of all, I kind of feel like for this subject matter, it's supposed to be like a love narrative. Like a lot, I hear a lot of people compare it to the notebook. And um, so Bayou is, you know, seeing Leanne go off into the car with her mother while she was her away to marry someone else. But they're at this point we're supposed to believe that their love is so strong that they just can't do without each other and I don't think that was displayed very well because I kind of don't understand how they have chemistry or why they fall in love in the first place besides the fact of Bayou thinking that Leanne is obviously very beautiful and she teaches him how to read so over time they're always meeting up at this specific tree that there's like meet that there that is their meeting spot and they meet up at this tree almost every other night and are um I guess they kind of just fall in love by being in close proximity to each other. She teaches him how to read. They uh, talk for some time, but we don't really know what they're talking about. I just don't really know. And they do have similar uh, family backgrounds, as in it's, it's obviously shown that Leanne is abandoned by her parents and taken in by her grandfather and then by you even though he has a kind of like a good relationship with his mother, his relationship with his brother and his father is terrible, right? His father basically abandons uh, the family um, in the movie. The father gets drunk one day and then takes all the money and then just like leaves. (laughs) Um, But I didn't really, I didn't, their love, maybe there was something there, but it just didn't show the chemistry that they had each other. Like, yeah, they had abandonment issues, uh, so they connected with each other through that way. Yes, they got close and she taught him how to read. But other than that, we didn't really get to see any, I just feel like the connection wasn't strong enough to be like, oh my gosh, I love you and I can't do without you type of thing. Like, I just feel like it wasn't like strong enough where I just couldn't like root for their love story because I just didn't know much about them. Um, And then the dialogue for me, it was just hard to get through. Um, Sorry, like I said, the dialogue was hard to... It was frustrating. It was frustrating. The dialogue was so frustrating to me because, number one, the letters just sounded so repetitive and just sounded just, like, airy. And then they're... I know that they're not far removed from slavery because we're supposed to be, like, in the 1920s, 1940s, whatever. But their dialogue... Even though, okay, I know they're they're supposed to have like a southern twang. I totally understand that, but um, they're I don't know. Just how they were speaking to each other was just so frustrating to me. Their accents were just so strong, and it was hard to comprehend sometimes what they were talking about and what they were saying. And it was really hard to root for any character in here because the characters just weren't likable to me. Um, what else? 
Wooly Earl's character, um, I, it was never really clear why his brother just hated him so much besides the fact if he was just jealous of him when they got to Chicago and his brother became more of a success than he did. But even before that, Willie Earl hated his brother's guts. So it wasn't very clear why he had such a distaste for him. I felt like that should have been made more clear. Ira, the uh, business manager, um, he was just corny. He didn't have like a lot of, um, I don't know. There's this scene where he's trying to relate to Bayou by saying like, you're going to have a better life in Chicago if you go with this music career, blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of seemed like off. He was like, okay. Um, I didn't understand how Ira's monologue kind of correlated with Bayou. I know he was trying to encourage him, but it just seemed out of place. Just seemed out of place. Um, What else? And then so within the movie, when Leanne goes back to Georgia and she's already married to her white husband, she gives birth her. Well, her Leanne and Bayou meet back up to basically um, rekindle their romantic, um, their romantic affair. Right. And so eventually Leanne becomes pregnant, which we're guessing is either the white guy's baby or Bayou's baby. And, um, even though that Bayou is made aware that she has given birth. Okay. So there's this scene in the movie where as Leanne is giving birth, she it's juxtaposed or it goes back and forth. It weaves back into the um, Capitoy Royale where there's this African dancer uh, dancing and then you're then you it's like it's interwoven back to Leanne having the baby it was like something about that was just like weirdly shot and I know that um, I know that Leanne is supposed to be like you know, she doesn't want to have the baby at the hospital because maybe she fears that the baby might turn out black since she knows that it's basically Bayou's baby. But I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And we and I and I did see like because uh, um, I follow these guys on uh, YouTube. Uh, I did see Fish Jelly. And they were reviewing this movie and they were saying it was kind of similar to that scene where um, Anika Noni's Rose character um, gets raped by um, the guy that she went on the date with. And um, that is played throughout while Janet Jackson's character is at the opera with her husband, I believe. And that that worked for that movie. Like Tyler Perry did great with that movie, but this right here, it just seems like off. I don't know. This whole film just kind of seemed, especially for this type of subject matter, it just seemed like the way that it was maybe directed and written, it just didn't seem like Tyler Perry could pull it off alone, especially with his type of film style. Like, it works perfect for a Medea film, but it doesn't work perfect for this type of, I guess, like plotline storyline. I don't know. It, it was just kind of like off, like 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 like. And they said in their podcast, it was like 
how do you have for such a heavy subject matter how does this feel like you have taken the emotion out of something that is supposed to be so serious and supposed to evoke more emotion not less and for some reason it just feels like the wind was knocked out of was knocked out of you I guess you like you didn't really like you didn't really feel for the characters you didn't take it as serious because it just didn't seem like the characters were taking it as serious like it didn't seem very fear driven which I feel like would be a good take because when you're living in this certain time you are fearful especially if you pass as white and you're scared of being found out like that has fear in itself you know but we didn't really get to it wasn't displayed very well here um okay so let me go back to this. Let's see. Under the guise of returning to help revive his mother's juke joint, Bayou makes his way back to Georgia. Um, and then Willie Earl, he's jealous of his brother's success. Back in town. The brother was so trash for this. Like, towards the end of the movie, um, Bayou goes back to Chicago, um, I guess, to order in order to help his mother's juke joint. And uh, Willie Earl he deals with drugs in the movie. Like he's basically a drug addict. Um, but still Willie Earl hates his brother's guts and he outs him out by a sheriff. And then this is what leads to, um, Bayou's, uh, lynching, even with the lynching scene, like even a scene that is just supposed to be so powerful, so painful it was like, I didn't feel anything when like, you're supposed to feel something that is happening. That is so horrific. Like you're supposed to like, it's supposed to make you at least cry or feel as if like, gosh, I can't believe this happening. And don't get me wrong. I did. I mean, duh, I'm human, but I don't know. It just didn't evoke the, the type of emotion. It didn't have the type of like, Ah, like, ugh, you were wanting, I guess, in my opinion. And um, so basically, um, fast forward to the politician guy reading the letters, and he goes out to his um, very older mother, which was weird, if somebody can explain this to me, but Leanne, it's later um, revealed that the politician goes out and his wife tells him, you know, hey, your mother's been here. She's been not talking or whatever. He goes out to his mother and his mother is this really old white lady. Like you cannot guess. You cannot. Um, basically, she just looks like a white old lady. Right. And Leanne, even her character, she looks as if she well, she's passing for white, but you can still tell she looks like something else and not like fully white but this older white woman she looked fully white and she was also a lot older than Hattie Mae which is Hattie Mae is Bayou's mother she's the one that delivered the letters to the politician to Bayou's son right but why does Hattie Mae look so much younger a younger older lady than Leanne I'm like Leanne the way Leanne's older um the way Leanne looks as an older white woman is basically what Hattie Mae is supposed to look like, right? Because in the story, I mean, uh, Leanne and Bayou were a lot younger than Bayou's mom. <laughs> that was kind of weird to me. Um, also weird, like in one of Tyler Perry's movies, like um, 
the Tyler Perry's uh, Temptations, there's a scene in there where like towards the end of the movie, Journey's character is switched out for another lady who plays the older Journey's character. And she's older. And then also um, the husband is older, like he has gray hair and everything. And they have a child. And then Brandy's character still looks the same. So it, it obviously a time jump has happened. But why does Brandy, Brandy's character, the only one that looks the exact same? That was kind of weird, too. I don't know. Tyler Perry, he'd be confusing me with these ages, especially this one. Like, it just reminded me of that scene in Temptations. I was like, is this another actress that I thought, like, Journey was? And I was like, why did they switch Journey out? Like, they could have just added, or was that her? I don't know. If somebody knows, let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really strange in this movie how Hattie Nay looked a lot, looked like a older, younger, looked like a younger, older woman than Leanne. And I was like, why is that? <laughs> um, but yeah, handing him extensive letters to the son, reading through, he realizes his mother, Leanne, has been keeping his lineage a secret. And basically, the mother... He, um, the politician confronts his mom and he's like, why didn't you tell me? And the mom, the older white lady just starts, who is Leanne? She just starts crying because I guess she just can't say any words. And she is now, well, her son has now found out the truth that yes, your dad was a black guy and you are half black. And so the son, of course, keeping a family secret like that for so long is like, you know, like, wow, how do I, how do I? cope with this how do I deal with this <laughs> and so the end of the scene is well the end of the movie he just goes outside to his porch with a confederate flag hanging and he sits down basically pondering on what he just found out and that's the end of the story but so I just think these these um for this type of storyline it, it's just a lot going on and I just feel like it would have been better told by Leanne's perspective for sure because I feel like then I would have related more but yeah I just felt like the dialogue was very frustrating to understand um it was beautifully shot but in some in some parts I felt like it was more so like a play than it was like an actual movie and then I have to point out that the the choreography was um directed by uh, Debbie Allen which she's always stellar like of course she's she's phenomenal um oh gosh what else I wanted to read like some of my tweets or maybe I can just go back into um different characters here okay no wait I just found out that Tyler Perry wrote the screenplay back in 1995 and Lionsgate had acquired the rights to the film in November 06 with plans to begin production the following summer. Oh, let's see. Oh yeah. The score was by Aaron Zygman. Wonderful. I thought the songs were great. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna go over the characters by you. Like I said, I didn't really feel feel for him. I feel like not not to say that the acting was bad. Like the acting was, you know, top tier, but their dialogue, like the things that they had to say, like there's only so much you can do as an actor to make a line like pop. And I just felt like the dialogue was just 
terrible. It was frustrating to me, actually. But Bayou, I couldn't really root for his character. He he was a very nice and sweet guy, but I mean, and then Hattie Mae was the mom. Very cool character. She stood up a little for Bayou when the brother and the father was always up in arms about Bayou, which I have no idea why they were so jealous of him. Um, which is weird because it would make sense because Bayou is like a dark-skinned black man and Willie Earl was a light-skinned black man. It would kind of make more sense if Bayou was jealous of uh, if Bayou was jealous of Willie Earl because back in that time they favored more so fair-skinned. You know what I mean? So it's just I just kind of didn't understand like why does Willie Earl hate his brother so much? I don't get it. Especially if you if you Willie Earl you have a close relationship to your father. Like I I don't know. It just wasn't made very clear. Ira I didn't really understand. I thought his character was like whack. Um, Sitsy. Oh, let me talk about her. Sitsy. She was kind of like the, I don't know if she was like the friend of uh, uh, Hattie Mae, or they were like really close. And um, Sitsy becomes, well, she works as a maid um, to Leanne and her husband. And um, and Sitsy also has a close relationship with Bayou. And Sitsy, um, her character was, I guess it was fine for the story. Not really too much to say about her. I mean, Milana Jackson, Jemai Jackson, she displayed a very, um, wonderful performance. Um, I, there's not much to say about Sissy's character. She was very, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's not much to say about her character. Uh, let's see, it's a review aggregator website, Rotten Tomatoes, 70% of 30 critics' reviews are positive with an average rating of 5.9 out of 10. On Metacritic, the film has weighted an average score of 65 out of 100 based on 11 critics, um, indicating generally favorable views. If you're going into this film thinking, oh my gosh, this is so different from uh, Tyler Perry, he's going to deliver um, such an intricate performance... I don't think you're going to be, if you've seen any of Tyler Perry's other films, you're going to be like, definitely Tyler Perry totally directed this film. Like, it was without a doubt I knew that he directed this film. Because he just has a way of like, telling a, uh, telling a story. There's a lot of things going on, like a soap opera, um, which which sometimes can be excuse me, focused and unfocused. But if you ever see like fish jelly on YouTube, they're, um, they're kind of um, a review on this film I agree with, um, which they stated that Tyler Perry has a way of like, not really, especially for this type of plot line, right? We're just speaking specifically on this plot line because it's so much going on and so many stories have been played out in this period piece in this era um that have displayed this type of subject matter but the way that they execute it is different than the way that Tyler Perry has executed this film and I feel like it's the storytelling is just a bit off 
again, and I know I said it many times, but I feel like it would have been more effective if it was portrayed through the eyes of Leanne instead of Bayou. Um, but all in all, I mean, I thought this story was a great story. Um, I did want to read some of my, um, I did want to read some of my tweets that I tweeted about this film. So I'm just like trying to go back to my, um, back to my tweets, which is probably some of the things that I've already said, but I feel like I delivered, I got like a, um, a thread on here. Okay, so I'm just going to read what I what I wrote on Twitter. Okay, uh, Jasmine's Blues. If the story was told from the perspective of Leanne, maybe I wouldn't feel like she was selfish because most of her actions I couldn't sympathize with. The two actors looked nothing like teenagers in the beginning. They looked like grown adults. The first part, they could have used younger actors who looked 16 and 17. Why did the dad hate Bayou? It was never clear why he hated, <coughs> excuse me, his son. Leanne and Bayou's love story was strange. What chemistry did he have with her besides connecting through abandonment and thinking she's pretty and teaching him to read? Is there anything specific as to why Willie Earl hated his brother? A child incident? What exactly was the disdain for him? The dialogue in this film was frustrating me. I understand the context on not being far removed from slavery, but their speech was so hard to understand. It wouldn't be a Tyler Perry film without a signature slap across the face. The mother clearly hated Leanne, but why? Everyone pretty much scuffled with Leanne. She was sweet, but again, showing the dynamics for passing as white was not displayed very well. I'm assuming the older lady was Bayou's mother reporting the lynching. Why now? Because the grandson also who passes for white was spewing his racist views on TV. So she wanted to expo expose him of his heritage because apparently Leanne never spoke to Hattie again. All in all, remar a remarkable story, but terrible storytelling. The emotions fell flat for me. Didn't really care for Leanne or Bayou. Kind of seemed closely related to a story like The Notebook, but with a twist. Not impressed, but great potential for an interesting plot. Uh, just my opinions. And I, so that was the end of my thread. And I just wanted to say back to the, the slap. So in this, in this movie, like I said, where I feel like it should be portrayed in, from Leanne's perspective, Leanne has a very interesting relationship with her mother, but we didn't get to really see, we didn't get to dive deep into that. Like her mother slaps her across the face in the movie. She's treated very poorly by her husband. Um, at first, when she's connecting with Bayou, he doesn't want anything to do with her. Then Hattie Mae also is, um, doesn't really like Leanne because she feels like just like the audience that she's very selfish and inconsiderate. So there's a lot of things that people are mad about at Leanne for. And Leanne, she even has a scuffle with Sitsy, right? And Sissy's like, you don't forget who you are. Like you're only passing for white. And Leanne is kind of threatened by Sitsy because one night she sees her um, with Bayou because he picks her up from work picks her up from work I think or or basically at the juke drunk whatever it was and she gets mad at si Leanne gets mad at Sissy because she thinks that there is an affair between her and Bayou like why the hell would she think that not enough evidence and then so there's a lot of and then oh yeah Sissy slaps Leanne back so there's a lot 
and and then also not even forgetting that she gets raped by her grandfather there's a lot of abuse and a lot of aggression taken out on Leanne and just all of these things are happening to her more so than by you and if we just got to see her side of things why she is the way she is how she's fearful of passing as white because that's such a more interesting dynamic and hearing her side of the view would be far more interesting considering everything that happens to her in this movie and you don't really know why the things happen to her that they do like why are, why is she scolded so much in this movie like <laughs> you know what I mean like regarded Willie Earl hates his brother as well like there's so much hate on these two characters but not enough um, like I said, the emotion just fell flat. Like, I don't really get to see Leanne's point of view outside of seeing, like, does that really make me root for her? Seeing her being abused so much and everything. Like, no, it doesn't, because I really don't know her side of things. I don't know how she's thinking or how she's feeling. Like, on the outside, it just looks as if this person is very selfish, you know? So, again, those are my thoughts. Um, I thought the casting was perfect. Um... Like I said, didn't really care too much for the dialogue. I thought the I love a I love a good period piece in 1920s America, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. I love that type of um, era and um, just getting to see these really um, significant stories. I love that. I love how um, I love some of the songs. Um, what else can I say? I just, um, I just love everything outside of the writing. <laughs> but all in all, would I really watch this movie again? No, I got the gist of it. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it could have been way better if, if, if we just had like another writer or if maybe Tyler Perry had like another writer where he could just write like an outline and then another writer or screenwriter could make the story shape it down into something that was a little bit more cohesive because I, I understood the gist of it but if it was just a little bit more like placed in order or you know something to evoke some type of maybe a stronger emotion from me then I would have given it like an A plus and I watched it again but yeah that's how I feel about this film all in all love Tyler Perry just like every other director and writer, he has flaws like the rest of us. Um, all in all, maybe like a C film, wouldn't watch it again. Totally would recommend it. I mean, if you like Tyler Perry, for sure. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on the film. Um, if you want me to talk about any other TV shows, movies, uh, just hit me up on my Twitter. Um, and that's all I've got, folks. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I very much appreciate appreciate it and peace and love. Again, I'm your host, Mari Tate. Peace and love. Bye.